On this episode of Jaded Wrestling, I sit through two Randy Orton matches in one night and resist the urge to turn off the TV. And one on the I'm Taylor. And just like we said last week, we're talking Backlash 2007. And man, was this actually a pretty fun pay-per-view, despite all the Vince promos throughout the night. Taylor, how are you feeling about this one? I really enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Vince, honestly, I understood Vince more in this one than I've understood in my whole life. He's a very spiteful old man. Yeah. You know, he just wanted things to be done the way he wanted. He wanted to give it to the Golden Boy. He wanted the Golden Boy to do his little lip thing. That's Randy Orton. That's what he looks like all the time. Okay. Whenever he poses, he goes and blows a kiss to the crowd. He doesn't really blow a kiss. It's just how his lips look. That's how you want. You want me? Do you think I want to kiss Randy Orton's lips? That's how you envision it in your mind. I ain't Randy Orton's fan. I watch too much Randy Orton tonight. I'm all Ortoned out. Are you making fun of me right now? No, <laughs> but that was a good impression of you. If I was, yeah, I'm I was, sure you're done I, with I Randy Orton. I felt attacked right there, man. <laughs> See, I had the issue with uh, with old Paul today. I didn't want, want to watch any more Paul matches. He didn't look bad in any of the matches, but the longer he wrestled, the more and more worn out you could tell he was. Yeah, for sure. This is a long night for him. It starts and finishes, though. I will say though, you could also tell that Randy wrestled a match earlier in the night. I didn't, hate, I didn't honestly hate this first promo he gives either right at the beginning of the night. Like, I was kind of sucked into it a little bit. The Randy promo? Give it to me. He's like, uh, he gets a free pass at it. And then he's like, look, I'm the champion. If anybody wants to face me, come lick my butt. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> then, what he said. I'm pretty sure. And then, it, then you hear in the, out of the back speaker, it goes, time to play the game. <laughs> And the then, one thing I won't ever let you disrespect is Motorhead. <laughs> it's what it sounds like to me. Damn you, Taylor. So then he comes out. He's like, it's all about the game. And now you play it. And he's just like strutting down there. I imagine him having the Vince walk and it makes me laugh. Just imagine like Paul coming down doing the Vince walk. The just swinging shoulders and all <laughs> that good shit. He moves his head. I swear he does. No one notices it but me. But So did you pay attention to why they were giving Randy Orton the title? No. John Cena, oh, John like, Cena got really hurt. Like, the week before, like, on TV. And they were supposed to face, I guess. They were supposed to face? Yeah, this this was supposed like, what, to be were a they John just gonna, Cena. Like, touch faces yeah, they were going to come up and touch hands and be like, missed you. Missed you too. No, but they were supposed to face on this pay-per-view. Yeah, in the last man standing yeah. match. And it said it was Paul. Again, Paul all day. Paul everywhere. Let's also talk about the fact that William Regal rolled out. I don't know nothing about that, man. You're Teach wrong. Me. He was great, but we don't have time, and I don't have the facts right now to go all the way through William Regal's history. Is he an English character? He is British. Good on you, Chuck. Nail on the head with that one. <laughs> Did you notice how uh, sunburnt Paul was as well? Yeah. He looked like he just got back from the Bahamas. He just got off the yacht. He looked like Michael Scott from that episode of The Office after <laughs> he comes back from the Caribbean. I didn't think tan people could tan should burn, but I guess I was wrong. I thought I was the only one that burned. Hey, man. 
It happens to the best of us, or just the Paul of us. Yeah, poor Paul. Yeah, basically, like, Randy Orton's like, hey, I'll challenge anyone. And then Triple H is like, hey, how about me? And he's like, actually, eat shit. But Triple H just starts talking all this good shit to Vince and, like, gets him, like, Doesn't all he tell him up. his testicles are small? Yeah, he gets him all, like, hot and bothered. He's like, fuck it, you get your match! And then Randy's like, whoa, 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 bro, I just told him to lick my ass. Like, <laughs> you can't be doing this to me. Like, we got to talk about these kind of things. Vince is just so sporadic in this one. He's just like, you're not facing him. He's like, all right, my nuts are small. You're facing him. Yeah, he's like, dude, oh, whoa, whoa, I thought I was going to have an easy night. <laughs> not no more. I have uh, serious doubts that his suit costs as much as Triple H said it cost. He said, your $800 suit. And your $800 belt. Yeah, he kept on, like, naming, like, the prices. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, listen, why does everything in his onslaught cost $800? Am I trying to steal his look right now? Like, is this what you're giving to me, Paul? This match was really good. Like, you can tell that Triple H and Randy have really good in-ring chemistry together. Yeah. But it's because Triple H brought Orton up. And they're both super good wrestlers. You know, it's in Randy's blood, so. The match is really good. Triple H wins the title, though, when Orton runs into, like, a ring post and got rolled up for the three count, like, real quick. It was kind of like a screwy finish, but. Yeah, because I felt like they had to end it early, though. You obviously saw how gassed he was at the end. There's too much of him in this. Exactly. You have him wrestling three matches, so I understand kind of like the short, screwy finish. I'll give you that one, Paul. But, you know, be careful, because you're running out of luck. Yeah, and then you got to face the big Samoan monster next. Yeah, but we'll talk about that. So there's a promo for the WrestleMania at the Citrus Bowl that I actually went to. And then we see six-man tag team action with London, Kendrick, and Jeff Hardy. Okay, here's what I'm calling these guys. Hit me. So these are Jeff Hardy's fans. Oh, my God. That's what I'm calling them. They're just Jeff Hardy's fan club. The School of Hardy? Yeah. And then I also think uh, the country one, what's his name? Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Uh, he's the, he's Lance Cade, right? The yeah. country one? So he, no, the super country one, like the Larry the Cable guy yeah. looking ass, that's Trevor Murdoch. So I know he's not good at anything, and every time I watch him, I'm like, man, you suck. But he is the closest thing to a WWE guy that I could be. Is that your gimmick right I there? I think it is. So he is this easy gimmick that's not hard at all. He does no work, and he's not in shape. So He's literally not a wrestler. He's just a guy that just showed up. <laughs> the last few pay-per-views, we've been able to find matches with dudes that are just not in shape and just somehow found their way in there. With the truck driver, what's his name? That fought with uh, Mankind, Rufy or something? Uh, Rufus? Yeah, that guy. And then last week we had uh, Blue Meanie. Whoa. He's not a wrestler. He is. I love him. Hey, listen. He does what he does, and he does it very well. Don't but, you dare. But you tell me that he is a professional wrestler after before he got into wrestling. He not has like, a professional wrestling. Not like wrestling, Kurt Angle press. No, but do you think he has wrestling experience before he gets put in there? Like years of wrestling experience. I mean, that was him getting those years of wrestling experience. But how do you get those jobs? Like there's always those guys in WWE that don't really make sense, but somehow they work. Because he's a character. Same thing with this with this country guy. Oh, so do you want to nominate Trevor Murdoch for the bad gimmick wrestler of the week? I think the other guy sucks worse than him. That's Ken, the thing. Ken Kennedy? No, the other one. Oh, Lance Cade? He sucks. But he's supposed to be like the mouthpiece of this duo. No, the he, the mouthpiece is the one I like. It's the shitty big one that sucks. So that's Trevor Murdoch. I said like the Larry so the Cable I, Guy looking he, motherfucker. I thought the fat guy with the belt was the Larry the Cable Guy guy. And then the tall muscular one is just the one that just needs to just be quiet because he sucks at everything. Yeah, so, okay, you do have it right. So, But the one who you're talking about, Lance Cade, who like does all, he does all the talking. And Trevor Murdoch's just like, yeah, 
Well, see, the last <laughs> time I watched too. him wrestle, it was the opposite, though. It was Trevor Murdoch doing all the talking, and Lance Cade was just like the big, dumb idiot that wrestles. I and I don't know how you get these guys together. They don't make any sense together whatsoever. They're a bunch of hicks. Yeah, that's fair. And it doesn't make it's not any different for Mr. Kennedy. He's the same way. He's a Green Bay fan. I mean, ugh. You know what I mean? You know, that's all we can really say about that. Dude, who that. cuts a Green Bay promo in Chicago? Like, I don't like the Bears either, but who does that? Like, just wrestle and shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're There's right. There's no way to make me hate you faster than to pro- do a promo about the Green Bay Packers and how much you like them. And then he steals a win. It was absolute bullshit. Yep. This match, I mean... I thought the fanboys, though, were doing real well. So, it was like three guys who were really high, fast-paced people, and then you had these other three wrestlers who weren't. Well, the only one that was good in the match was Kennedy on their side, though. The other guys were did nothing through the whole match. And then, so, and that's... The pace was really awkward for me, and, like, just the clash of styles... It just wasn't a great time, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it. Honestly, though, the spots from the fanboys I thought were dope. There was a couple times where I was like, "It's actually a dope spot." Like they were running, running that shit with Jeff Hardy's help, of course. But Jeff Hardy does that motherfucking yeah, thing. Yeah, he did his thing for sure. But it was just like, it was just a weird match for me. I, I agree that the chemistry was just. But the thing is, like, who do those guys get in a match with where the chemistry doesn't suck? No, and you're totally right with that. What was weird with me is, did you notice, like, there was no name for Kennedy's finisher? I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't really notice it, but I know what you're talking about. Because it was this ridiculous, like, top rope thing. Where he just, like, drops him backwards? I, what do you call that? So it sounded like JR called it the execution, but I, was, I wasn't really sure. Have you sure. ever seen that before? Yeah, I've seen him do it, but I just don't remember the finisher move, and I didn't... I couldn't be bothered, like, Googling it real quick. Yeah, for sure. But it was cool as fuck, nevertheless. Well, yeah, so, really good match. But then we cut to Batista and Triple H talking backstage until Vince comes up and decides to follow through with the Triple H versus Umaga match that we were just talking about, and the title will be on the line. So, what is he to Roman Reigns? His uncle? Yeah, he's his uncle, I believe. Um, This brings us to a match for the ECW Heavyweight Championship, where CM Punk defends against Big Daddy V, accompanied by fucking Matt Stryker. Ugh. How come every time he's in a pay-per-view, he just ruins everything? Yeah, because, like, getting to see CM Punk wrestle a monster like Viscero, I was super hyped, only to get, like, a really short match ending in a disqualification from none other than Matt Stryker. He just sucks, dude. From the underwear sweater thing he did, everything he does just sucks. I should have known he was going to ruin this damn match. And I was, like, the whole match, I was actually excited about it. I was ready to see CM Punk get flattened by a 500-pound man. But even while they were in the match, like, he held his own, bro. Yeah, you're right. Because he's the best in the world. He's the man. I act like I don't like him, but I really do. I adore CM Punk, and nothing will change my mind. I won't say anything bad about him. Or I mean, you just tried to. No, I didn't. It wasn't. He's just, it's hard to wrestle against someone that's double your size. He's 250. Vistro's like 540. Well, hey, man. Paul Show wrestles with himself every day. I'd like to um try to see how how small that outfit was that Big Baddy Daddy V had. Yes, yeah, in peace. But I feel like they were like, well, okay, we're going to give you a unitard, but we don't have any in your size. So we're going to have to go a couple sizes too small here. And he's like, dude, that's not a good look for me. And they're like, listen. It's going to be fine. That's all we got. There's no choice. It's going to be cool. Just let's go with it. So I don't know who came up with this idea, but next we get a pizza eating contest between MVP and Matt Hardy, who just happened to be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions together. Yet they're facing off. I don't know each who, other. who wrote this whole thing of them just like 
doing challenges. What's together. even worse is I hated when I saw this because if you think back, it's literally the Street Profits Viking Raiders thing they were doing a couple months back. Yeah. Obviously, that's rehashed from this, but all they changed was instead of it's two tag teams, it's the tag team champions. Yeah. Like, this whole... Wh- what? Remember what I said last week about rehashing old shit? Yeah, no, I know. They're doing it. They're doing it all the time. And they didn't expect our asses to be watching these old pay-per-views yep. <laughs> uncoincidentally and realizing all this shit. We're calling so, you. So if they really did eat pizza... Who do you think would really win at a pizza eating contest? Well, I mean, considering that MVP's first reaction was to go ahead and sniff the pizza, make sure like it had real San Marzano it tomatoes. It looked old. Oh, yeah. It looked like it had been sitting in that arena for six fucking hours. That's nasty. But Matt no Hardy... Matt Hardy threw up. Dude, but you have him going, like, picking it apart, like, just throwing it everywhere. He Yeah, he supposedly ate four or five pizzas, by just throwing them on the floor like my damn kid does. They had no angles of the pizza, though. We have no proof. Not at all. And then, of course, Montavious Porter is mad about his number. Man, he didn't eat a slice. He sniffed one. He he took a bite. Who the hell dressed the girls? Yeah, that's a stupid booking thing there. This was all just a dog shit show. I thought that was hilarious, though, that pizza eating contest. Aside from the like the oddly dressed girls, I thought it was pretty funny. If this was a match, you bet your sweet ass it would have been the skip the match. I, this I week. thought it was fun. I had fun with it. So just tell I'm me. I'm okay with it. I was fine with this. I get this why they did it. I mean, I don't get why they did it on this pay per view. But I thought it was Yeah, funny. this was like a SmackDown gimmick. I thought it was pretty funny. I wasn't mad at it. You know, I'm not going to sit here, though, and give you an in-depth analysis of Matt Hardy throwing up on him. Yeah, well, we need to, because it was awesome. So, okay, I here's love your Matt platform. Hardy. I love Matt Hardy getting a little spewage. You know, just a little... See, it was just really unnecessary, in my opinion. What I did, like... How did he... Do you think he can puke on command? It's a unhit... It's a hidden skill of his. What I thought was funny was the windbreaker MVP was wearing. I had like the black colorway of it. <laughs> so now for Halloween, I kind of want to be MVP. Please do. Please do. I got you. Alrighty, I'm done with this pizza eating contest. We could... Oh, wait. Damn, that Don't was quick. Don't forget that uh, uh, Taz called it a pizza eating contest. That's important. Man, do I love Taz. <laughs> How many times have you ever heard someone accidentally say pizza and change it to pizza? Pizza. That's the first time I've ever heard that. So, you know what I do kind of want to talk about? That WWE Championship match between Umaga and Paul. All right. This is yours. You take this one. So, they're going at it. And right away, Umaga's not even selling half of these fucking moves. It's great, dude. He's just like, nope, not going to do it. (laughs) And Triple H is like, dude, I've already wrestled a match. It wasn't like enhancement talent. I wonder if that was like something that they wrote into the script. Like, you're going to be super stiff this whole match. Like, you're not going to sell anything the whole time. Or he's like... You know, they're trying to bury me. I I'm ain't tired going down like that. I've heard this song twice tonight, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, this is what you get for making us go through this, Paul. We get it. You got the golden shovel. Well, tonight, the shovel's mine, bitch. The shovel is mine. He's a scary dude. He really was, dude. And honestly, how he was giving it to Paul, like, it was anyone's game. Yeah. Now, obviously, going into this pay-per-view, before I even put it on, I knew that he lost. But if I didn't know any better, he could have won it. And I wouldn't have been mad at it. I It's weird because when I was a kid, I really didn't care for Umaga. But now when I like go back and watch them, 
his matches were so fucking crazy, dude. It was a great time. Even though it looks like Umaga's got this in the bag, Triple H comes out with a reversal to hit at Pedigree and ends up getting the three count on Umaga. And it's a sad day, man. It's a real sad day. Imagine that, that the title would change hands three times. But honestly, if Umaga took it, that Randy Orton match probably would have never yeah, happened. Yeah, it wouldn't have happened. But who am I to book the show? Believe it or not, it's right about break time, and our skip the match isn't even here yet. So for once, we're just going to go ahead and take a real quick break and come back and get into the rest of this pay-per-view. Cool with you, Taylor? Yep. Are you fucking scratching your chest? Yeah, I am. Okay, I'm sunburning yeah. itches. I just need to do the little itchy itch. Okay, yeah, this is definitely break time. We'll itchy, be back. Itchy, itch, itchy, itch. Now that we're back from break, there are still a few things that will never change. And that's us taking a moment to talk about this week in wrestling. Do I want to talk about the draft? Hell yeah, I do. But as of recording this, we've only gotten half. Well, I mean, me and Taylor are kind of watching it while recording it. We're not far enough to actually go ahead and shoot on it. So we'll save that for later on. Though I do want to talk about the New Day splitting up, which happened on the draft Friday. A lot of people are very mixed about it. I, however... I'm very much in support of it. Not to say that I don't want to see the New Day again, because we know WWE. How many times did the Shield wrestle one last match? The New Day will never be over, as long as those men are under contract by WWE. However, it's finally time that you see Xavier Woods, and especially Big E, break out. I just don't like change. I don't like when things change around me. I'm not a changer. I like to have things be exactly the same my whole life. But name one person that you want to see in the main event at WrestleMania this year. Big E. He deserves it. I know, and it'd be a fresh story. It's it's a fresh story, and he deserves it. I'm not upset that the, he got traded or he's staying the same and they got traded, whatever happened. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, they won the title, so good on them. And then as we saw on Raw, they did that little title switch. So because I just it's sad, It saddens me to see the good times end. But are they over? Maybe not. Probably you know, not. But Definitely I'm still not. sad about it. It's okay, Taylor. And now I have to watch Lars' dumb face every week for the rest of my life. They're never going to get rid of him. They should have already gotten rid of him now. The stupid fucking dirty underwear he wears every week. Piece of shit. Fuck him. I want to fucking draw dicks on his bald forehead. I mean, all you have to do is look up on the internet and you can get real life ones. Yeah. Screenshots. I don't want to see him with real dicks. I want to draw dicks on him and write mean words on his forehead. I just want to let you know that's an option. Yeah. I'm it's in the cards, man. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I bet he has a weird shaped dick. With, I mean, with his track record and, you know, already fucking up this week after being back for three days, he'll end up tying that news for himself real quick. I hope so, man. I hope so. But yeah, I expect real big things out of Big E, and I couldn't be happier for him being pushed. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about the draft in its entirety, though, next week and, you know, kind of shoot on what we think is going to actually happen. But as we stand, it looks like Raw is going to continue to be a shit show, while SmackDown actually might still thrive. Here's to the future, boys. So yeah, Finley versus Rey Mysterio is another match between two men who have wonderful chemistry together. Has Finley ever aged, or has he always been an old, chubby man? Oh, that man is absolutely beautiful. I mean, as far as old Irishmen go. Don't get me wrong. This is not me saying that he does bad because I love his wrestling and his promos and his shillelagh. Finley's one of those wrestlers, like, as a kid, I just absolutely hated. But the older and older I get, he's the only, like, Irish wrestler who, like, used that gimmick who actually worked it. He worked. Cough, cough, Seamus. Cough, cough. He worked hard, though. Like, he's a hard worker. Dude. If I didn't know any better, he looks stiff as hell. But from what I understand, he was like a pretty safe-ass worker. Yeah. 
it's a fairly short match, but both men get in their fair share of offense and really have a chance to shine. As soon as one of them starts getting in a groove, though, the other would come right back and kept at a really good pace throughout the whole thing. There's a spot where the ref loses his shit, though, on Finley for removing the turnbuckle. It honestly makes me mark the fuck out. Yeah, honestly, dude, he's you as a wrestler. He does a bunch of really swindly shit through this whole match. Oh, yeah, he's, he's just, just swindling it up. <laughs> he, he, he removes that so we can get the shillelagh. There's no other reason. Yeah. He also does that whole fake stretcher bit. He just, he's, a, he's just a loose cannon. Oh, man, we'll get to that in a second. The ref starts to put it back on, and it immediately falls off. Like, what the fuck was that? He didn't even try. He, like... And it took him a while you know, to even like, get it where it was at. That's like me doing anything around the house. Like my wife will be like, "Hey, can you go take the trash out?" And I'll like try to pick it up, and it won't. And I'll be like, "Sorry, honey, can't lift it." <laughs> and then you just kick it to the fucking side. And he proceeds to just discreetly kick it off to the corner. And Finley, who's climbing back up the ropes after getting thrown out by Ray, gets a really nasty baseball slide to the shins. After missing a reverse 619, Ray clocks Finley with a kick, then does a flying leg drop to Finley, who's caught up in the ropes that causes him to fall back afterwards, and he collapses the fucking back of his head on the floor real bad. It's a real, real nasty spot and does not look good. The ref immediately checks on Finley, and moments later you see like the ref run out of camera, and then he comes back in. You see him throw up the X. Part of me, almost everything in me, says it's a work. But let's talk about well, the he, I knew it was a work because he gives a fake lift up when the ref isn't around. Like he looks around and then goes back to laying down like he's a herd again. I think how they how it was cut, it almost looked like he was like starting to regain consciousness, but they're like, hey, on the safe side, like because when you see it, like he, he hit his head. It's, real, that's a real hit his head, and it really was a smack on the ground. That's a real thing. So but he definitely worked it, and I think it was a whole time work. Yeah. But so if you don't know, the X is basically a sign in wrestling if to distinguish a real injury without throwing off the entire match. Uh, but yeah, so they throw Finley on a stretcher after throwing up that X. And as they're carting him out, like Mysterio's like, oh shit, I just done fucking goofed. But then all out of nowhere, as soon as they get to like the entrance ramp, Finley just yeets himself off of it and just starts beating the absolute shit I think, out of Ray. I think that they planned this and I think he told... Ray Mysterio to sell it too. What I think is Finley's just a bad motherfucker, and he like got a concussion and was probably like out for like a week two or whatever. But him being like the true sportsman he is, it was like he got. He, so you don't think this was a work? No, I think he got hurt. He was actually being carted out, but he's like, I'm here to give the fans a show, and that's why he like kept that heat going. I don't. I don't agree. I think it was all a sell. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, t- I'm totally in belief that this was a sell. Although he did a great job selling it, everybody did. I'm in total belief that this is a sell. Yeah, this was this was one of the highlights of this pay-per-view. Agreed. Great match. Even though I actually was able to tolerate watching two Randy Orton matches and three rough that matches. That last one was a good match, though. Oh, yeah, it really was. and But it was kind of the filler in this pay-per-view that kept me afloat. Yeah. And this was one of those matches. Like, this is a stoshirt. This I was, was excited about the the one we're going to do in a minute with the prison match, too. It's fun, dude. 
It's a oh. fun match. And I know it wasn't great, but it was a fun match. Oh, no. I, I really liked it. Uh, the finish just threw me off. But we'll save yeah. that for a few minutes. So we go backstage to Paul icing up after his fight with Umaga. And Vince's petty ass comes up to inform him that Randall has decided he wants to take advantage of his rematch clause and follow through with the originally planned last man standing match in the main event for the WWE Championship. So this is weird. We've come so far and we still haven't skipped a match. That is up to now at least. Instead of watching Beth Phoenix taking on Candice Michelle, I'll give you just three reasons real quick. This match is literally like four minutes. It's a women's match in 2007, and they did not sell the title change on commentary for shit. And Candice Michelle was never known for her phenomenal in-ring talent. Beth Phoenix, though, however, is a badass. I will give her that. As always, though, if you've got something to say, Taylor, you've got like 30 seconds. I don't want this. I didn't enjoy this match. I'm good. You know, I will say, I definitely remember you calling me, and you're like, hey, is this women's match? Just skip the match. <laughs> it was a dog shit show. Yeah, it was... I'm not here for it. So yeah, following that dumpster fire, we get the match that should have been booked as the main event with how crazy of a match type that this is. We see Batista taking on the Great Kali in a Punjabi prison match, and this was like the second one ever in WWE. What was the first one? It was supposed to be the Great Kali versus Undertaker, but then like last minute, Paul got put in the match. So it was Undertaker versus the Big Show. So Kali wasn't in it. Yeah, in the first Punjabi prison match. Oh. Which, honestly, after this... How was that match, though? So it kind of sounds crucial. It was great, actually. I So, I'm one of, like, the probably five people just, like, loving that David Arquette match. I loved the both Punjabi prison matches. I didn't this one's this. not as good as the first one. This was a fun little guy. I hate how that they do that finish. Like you said, it's always that way, even with, like in the cage matches where they climb the cage at the same time watch each other to see when they're getting to certain points you know what i mean it's just like it's a little bad of a sell on well, my part no definitely so let's break it down the punjabi prison is such a crazy structure it's a bamboo cage inside another bamboo cage the inner cage having like four small gates to get to the outside of the other structure so the when you call for a cage door to be opened, you have like 60 seconds to get out or that door will be closed for the remainder of the match. So like if you don't get out in that 60 seconds, you can't go through that door anymore. Right. Which plays a factor here in a minute. So if all four doors get closed, you have to get creative and climb, which like I said, plays a factor in this. Unfortunately, like the first Punjabi prison though, with The Undertaker, the second match doesn't actually have weapons inside of it because like the first one had like weapons on that second half. Ooh. Yeah, so a lot more took place in that second half, but after How did both those guys fit in the second half of that? Was it bigger? Oh, yeah. It was I mean, it was about the same actually, cuz it seemed like it was a really skinny little section in between those. Like I I almost got, laughed thinking about Big Show inside of that little small area. <laughs> it was really funny watching him try to get out. Unlike the last time we saw Kali, he actually looks halfway decent in this match. I don't know how Batista managed to do it, but he really put Kali over really well. We see them try to exit the cage, though, through the doors, but every time they, they fail to make it out within that 60 seconds. So as Batista is trying to climb out of the fourth and final door, Kali actually starts assaulting Batista with the door before Batista can get out, leaving the men only one way to get to the next stage of the match. Once that door gets closed... Kali beats the shit out of Batista, giving him the ability to get out of the first cage and go into the second cage. And as he starts to climb the second cage to win the match, Batista then shoots up, climbs the first cage, and instead of going out to climb the other one, jumps from like cage to cage. Now, don't get me wrong, it was impressive, looked really cool, but at the same time, it's like, 
we didn't get to experience the other part of that Punjabi prison. Yeah. The majority of the match was run in the first half and in the first stage. And yeah, it was cool as hell, but I felt like we could have got a little bit more out of that. We did get to get some cool spots of Batista spearing a big giant man too, though, which is pretty cool. As yeah. Well. Like I said, he made he made Kali look real good in this match. That'll bring us to the main event. As soon as this match gets underway, you can tell both men aren't fresh at all, which says a lot about this younger Randy Orton. Triple H wrestled a whole ass extra match midway through the card and honestly looked fresher through half that match than Randy does the entire match. I'm going to start calling Randy Randy Zoolander. I like to go with Randall. That's the only name that... He does be doing a lot of model poses, and I never realized how much he does it. Like, when he's like, whenever he's got someone down, he's just like... Yeah, man. He's got that blue steel all day, every day. Even though Randall gets the best out of Paul for a good chunk of this match, you can tell he's not firing like he was earlier in the night. My favorite part of this match, though, is when Orton is strangling Paul with some camera wires and King completely forgets the rules of a last man standing match. <laughs> he's like, he can't do that. And JR is like, actually, he can. There are no rules in this, bub. He's like, by God. You good? <laughs> by God. <laughs> Despite how beat up these two are, though, they give it it all, and it really was a good match. Like we had mentioned way earlier in this, they have great in-ring chemistry, and it shows. They get some blood on them, too. Did I space out a few times during this match? Yeah, it's a Randall Orton match. Of course I'm going to space the fuck out. I hope you didn't space out for that RKO through the table. Yeah, no, not at all. There is a spot, though, that he was talking about where Orton sets up Paul for an RKO on the announce table and ends up going through another announce table instead. Shortly after the world's worst steel step spot. Like, do you got anything on that? The one where he put his head in the spot and hit him with the chair? Yeah, but the chair didn't make contact at all i thought it was a cool i've never seen that before you ever seen anybody do that before yeah i've seen it a couple times but it's the dumbest spot in the world because of how the inside of the step is shaped so they're literally just hitting the top of the step and not making contact with them at all i it like just makes uh, a really loud see, sound for someone like you who watches a lot of wrestling you're like oh that's horseshit because <laughs> i wish they wouldn't have done that and i'm like i didn't even know that was a thing that's awesome but like why would it be intimidating he's just making a loud sound well, it didn't seem like it looked like he was trapping his head in between the steel steps and the chair to me. Yeah, but oh, uh, all right. I'll I don't let, like the feeling of a metal on my back of my head. I'll let, I'll let you live with that, you know. Uh, so you yeah. just hate Randy Orton. No, I actually I enjoyed watching Randy today. No, you didn't. I did. Don't lie to the people. These are our viewers. You can't lie to them. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it at all. <laughs> there, see? It's coming out. It's coming out. I knew it was in there. I enjoyed watching it more than I did the ambulance match. <laughs> That's fair. So good I feel on like you, young Paul. Randy Orton is always better than old Randy Orton, though. Oh, yeah. and plus, I... Who else has played the same character for the longest like that? Like, he's literally the exact same character. He's not changed one bit in 10 years. Yeah, no. Apparently, everyone wants to sell him on being a good guy outside of the WWE, and I don't even buy that shit. No, I bet he is. He's a family man. Yeah, but he was also a chaotic evil. I would think that he's, like, probably the nicest fellow in the world. I've seen, like, these videos of, like, uh, the other day I found a video. It was, like, WWE performers breaking kayfabe and being nice to fans and stuff. And there was one of Paul, too. It was really, really cute. But, uh... He made this kid cry. Have you seen that? He yeah. makes this kid in the crowd cry, and he like stops the match and go over, goes over to the kid and is like talking with the kid while the other kid guy is like stunned in the corner. He like walks over and has like a whole conversation with his kid. He's like, "I'm sorry, man. I didn't." He's like, "You didn't. You don't need to cry. It's okay." And then he like brought him backstage after the match and like took pictures with him. But Randy Orton's the same way. He like stopped and like shook hands with the kid and like hung out with him. It's nice guy stuff, you know. All right. All right. So yeah. 
What's not nice guy stuff, though, is when he put Triple H through that table with an RKO. That's fair. And he really didn't put him through the announce table, though, because it didn't break. Yeah. And that's then a stiff-ass announce table. It really fucking was. And then he gets up and, like, hops in the ring in two seconds, because, you know, let's not sell shit. Yeah. Let's pull an Umaga. We've already wrestled twice tonight each. We don't need to do that. Yeah. So then uh, Paul just, I don't know if he sells it or if he's just out worn the fuck out. Doesn't get the 10 count. And Randy wins the title. Mm-hmm. Bring it full circle. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that match, though. I would give it a big, solid thumb up and a half. I'd give it a B. Maybe yeah. a B minus. Not so savvy. Not Definitely so savvy. A B minus. The minus. legend killer reigns supreme. On a good day, a C plus. But, you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. You got any final thoughts, Taylor? No, man. This is a good pay-per-view. I'm glad we watched it. Yeah. So, I so would have loved to see more Big Show. You know what? Maybe we'll try to work in some more Paul next week. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us for another episode of Jaded Wrestling. Love if you, you haven't already, go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at yep. Jaded Wrestling. By the way, but yeah, you can follow our personal Twitters at Godfieri and at TaylorHassler1. And make sure you tell your friends, your mom, and hell, even tell your dog. I'm pretty sure on Apple Music you can rate and leave a review, so it would be super cool if you could do that. Or follow us on Spotify. Keep an eye out for new mini episodes on Wednesdays, as always, and a new full episode next Friday when we watch Vengeance 2002 with a guest. Until next time, we'll see you on Wednesday, brother. Stay jaded. Whoop, whoop, whoop.